It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of Locked On Titans. I'm Jimmy Morris, joined as always by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you tonight? What's up, man? Doing good. Uh, busy night in the NFL. Yeah, it has been, and it's weird. I mean, uh, we're talking about this before we went on here. The the NFL trade de- trade deadline usually comes and goes without much going on, but there's been a lot that's happened in the last three or four hours, and we'll get into that, all that in a little bit. Uh, but before we do that, one, uh, we'll talk about Pro Football Focus again. Please go on and rate and review the podcast on iTunes, Locked on Titans. Um, if you do that and leave your Twitter handle in the review, you'll be eligible to win a year-long subscription to PFF. A lot of cool stuff there. We talked about that. Y'all are familiar with that probably. Um, but grades and all that stuff, it's cool to queue up with. Um, so check that out. Like I said, with that that helps us out anyway. We appreciate it if you do that. So leave your Twitter handle in your review, and you'll be in there to win that. Um, so the Titans are back on the practice field today. Uh, get the extra day coming off the bye week. Uh, the big news, obviously, was Corey Davis was back out there. Technically, they said he was limited in practice today. Now, that doesn't really matter. They don't have to make that distinguish or that, you know, whatever at this point because it's not a, it's not a practice that has to go on the injury report. But, you know, I, I think some people were a little upset that it said that he was limited, but Mike Malarkey said he did pretty much everything. He did a lot. Um, but I, I, I imagine they didn't want to throw him out there, you know, as a full go after he's missed so much time with that hamstring. But the good news is that he was out there and um, that it sounds like he's definitely on track to play uh, this weekend against the Ravens. Yeah, huge addition as we've kind of pounded into everybody's heads. Uh, we've talked a lot about Corey Davis and how much this offense misses him, we think. I mean, we've only seen one game, uh, but but those one-game returns were pretty good. So uh, not a surprise that he was limited. But again, like you said, just good to see him out there. Uh, he, it sounds like he's going to play. Uh, I think we'll probably see him get more and more as the, as the week goes on, kind of like the Marcus Mariota deal. Uh, There's kind of easing him back into things and and treating that hammy uh, uh, carefully, uh, which is which is the right thing to do. As we've seen this year, these hammies just just tend to linger and linger and linger. So, uh, but hopefully all is well, and, and Davis will be a full, full go on Sunday. Yeah, and I would expect him to be probably. Uh, whatever the word, to they would call him limited for most of the week and i, I yeah. think he'll probably be questionable heading into the game just because they don't have a probable designation anymore um but I, I i don't there's no reason right now to expect that he won't play so um just, just kind of remember all that when you're when you're seeing what's coming out as far as you know what they what they call him each day but as long as there's no setback and then as long as i think we don't hear the word setback I think he's on track to play. There's nothing for me to worry about. Jonathan Cyprian was also back. Um, they Malarkey said for practice that Davis was a little bit ahead of Cyprian at this point, um, but the, he expects both of them to be able to play uh, with Cyprian. They're just kind of waiting to see how it responds tomorrow after being on the practice field for today. Um, and, you know, we, we talked a little bit about Cyprian also before we jumped on here. Not sure exactly how much of an upgrade that is, um, but he's a guy that they obviously put a lot of value in this offseason and gave him a significant contract. And so it sounds like he'll be available to be out there on Sunday. Yeah, it's kind of weird. You know, you talk to Jaguars people and, and they hated Cyprian. Like, he was a, he, he was somebody that, that the Jaguars Twitter had targeted as one of the key problems on the team. And, and John Robinson goes out and he makes him a day one signing. So it was, it was kind of odd uh, with 
all the players left on the board that Cyprian was the first to come off for the Titans. So uh, again, we'll see we'll see what he does uh, and how they kind of work him in. Uh, like I said last week, the, the Titans just they don't really have roles for their safeties. They just kind of ask them to do. Uh, a little bit of everything. So uh, that means we'll probably see him in some single high situations, which is where he, he struggled in Jacksonville. So uh, you'll, you'll see him pl- play in the run plenty, uh, I'm sure. But um, it, it'll be interesting to see how they kind of use him and work him in with Denoris Cersei. Yeah, um, like you said, I mean, he's, he's obviously a piece they thought they needed. So we'll see how that goes. Haven't seen much of him, uh, you know. I haven't seen him since the, that Oakland game. So, um, anyway, back to full strength there. I guess as far as safeties are concerned, uh, Demarco Murray also limited today in practice with the hamstring that's been bothering him since the beginning of, of training camp. Basically, uh, you know, I, I don't know at what point they. It, it seems like it would be a good idea for them to give him a couple of weeks. They're obviously not going to do that. Again, today I think we probably should take these distinguishments with a grain of salt because it doesn't really matter. Um, but he was limited but was able to be out there, so that's good news. Malarkey said that Mariota was basically 100%, so it sounds like he'll be a full go, uh, be able to scramble and all that stuff. We haven't seen in a couple of weeks from him, so that's good. Delaney Walker did not practice today. Uh, you know, They talked about before they went on the bye that he had a bone bruise and it would be a pain tolerance issue for him. Uh, my guess is that he'll be able to go, but that'll be something to keep an eye on as the week goes along. And then the biggest news, I think, is Quentin Spain did not practice. Malarkey said the game was, you know, tomorrow he would not be able to play. It doesn't sound like he's going to play on Sunday, so we'll probably see Brian Schwinky start at guard on Sunday. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Uh, it, you know, we've talked about the the run game struggles, uh, so it'll be interesting to see if, if the run game kind of works with Schwinky in there. If it works better or worse, uh, I, I think highly of Spain, uh, especially in the run game. Uh, he generates a lot of power, so uh, it, it'll be interesting to, to kind of see that off the line kind of regel out of the bye week. And and you know, with Demarco, are, are we ever going to see him fully healthy, or is he just kind of going to be dinged up for the rest of the, of the season? It, it kind of seems like he is, uh, and I don't think the Titans can really afford to sit him down. Uh, they just don't have a back that can can fill the role that he fills, and you know to to a certain point that's on John Robinson. Uh, we talked a little bit uh, before the show about some some running backs that that the Titans could use, some pass catchers, some third down backs. They use Murray in that role, but they've only got one of him, and he's really dinged up. So uh, that's a problem. Um, I don't think we've seen Murray at full strength all year, uh, and I'm not sure we're going to. Yeah, at this point, I think we have to assume that we're not. Like like I said, th- this thing has been lingering since August, and it's obviously not getting any better. Um, I don't know what the week off did. Hopefully it helped a little bit. But, yeah, I, I mean, I-, I would assume at this point that unless they're willing to, you know, hold him out for a couple of weeks, it- it- he's not ever going to be 100%. So, yeah, I, I mean, that- that's an issue. And like you said, I mean, if, if Murray's down – then obviously, you know, you feel okay about Derrick Henry carrying the, the you know, running downs load. But when you get in a third down situation, and even if, you know, if DeMarco's down and Derrick Henry's the only active back, if he gets hurt, then you're looking at David Flewellen, which, you know, was a fine preseason story. But I don't think any of us, you know, feel good about him carrying the load for this team. So, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's an issue. And like you said, I mean, John Robinson probably should have done something to address that. 
but has not done that yet. So that'll be something to keep an eye on. And, and hopefully his Marco's hamstring can heal up a little bit and he'll be closer at least to full strength. But I mean, like I said, even that game, you know, against the Browns, you saw when he broke into the open field. He, he's not 100%. I mean, he's running fine and he can still do a lot of things that need him to do. But he didn't have that second gear that you usually see from him. So it'll be interesting to watch to see how all that goes. Uh, so that, that's really everything with the Titans. Um, the the biggest news from the Ravens who the Titans play on Sunday, Jeff Flacco, John Harbaugh said today that he's he's experiencing, uh, quote, zero symptoms uh, as far as the concussion goes. So it sounds like he's on track to play Sunday. Yeah, that's big. I mean, we've seen Ryan Mallett. We know what he is. Uh, and Joe Flacco is nothing special. Uh, he, he's kind of been up and down. But uh, still, he's a big upgrade over Ryan Mallett. And, and Malarkey said they're still going to prepare for both guys. Um, so, you know, there's an outside chance that, that Mallet could still play. But, you know, read the tea leaves, Flacco's going to play. Um, I, I'd, I'd be shocked if anything else. Uh, but like we kind of said last night, even with Flacco, this, this Ravens team is very beatable. Uh, they're very average. Uh, and, you know, we kind of feel I, – I still feel like that this Titans team is above average and has a chance to be really good. Uh, so if you're serious about making a push for the playoffs – uh, this is a game you got to have, and, and maybe even not even talking about the division. There's a chance this team could get a wild card game, and you know you're talking about a team that you're going to have to compete with. So this is a big one for the Titans. Yeah, absolutely. And at the the line was off at some books, and, and then I think some of them had the Titans as a four point favorite. So I mean, I think that's kind of where we are. And, and like you're saying, I mean, playing a, an average team, you get them at home. Uh, so I, I think this is absolutely a, Titan, a game the Titans need to win. It's not a must-win, I, I don't guess, but it, it's a game they really need to win. So hopefully um, they, they can go out and take care of business. Uh, like you said, I mean, they're better. The Ravens are with Joe Flacco out there, but I think the Titans still should be better than, than the Ravens are. Um, and, and so that's, that's really it for Titans news and Ravens news as far as all that goes. There, there's been some big trade activity uh, leading up to the deadline over the last few hours. Uh, the Texans moved Dwayne Brown, and, and, and kind of an interesting move for them. I mean, they got sounds like they got Jeremy Lane, the the cornerback from from Seattle, who was actually benched by the Seahawks. Um, the Texans absolutely need help at corner, so it, it makes sense on that standpoint. But they also got a, a conditional, I think, fifth round pick in the 2018 draft, and then a second round pick in the 2019 draft. So, a uh, pretty good haul for the Texans. Uh, you know, trading a, a player that was obviously disgruntled. Hadn't you know? Hadn't come to camp until this last week. Uh, the only game he's played in is, is the game the Texans had in Seattle this past Sunday. Um, so pretty good, pretty good return for for a guy that I mean, obviously Dwayne Brown's a really good player, um, but a guy that was not going to play the Texans past this year. Um, you know, and, and you know, having that leverage, they were still able to get a, a pretty good return for him. Yeah, I, I like the deal, uh, really, for both sides. Maybe not for Houston right off the bat. Uh, but, but they dealt a guy that was probably probably done with them um, after the, the stuff that went down this weekend. Uh, so just to get anything out of that, it was a good deal for the Texans and kind of restocked their draft picks that they emptied out for Deshaun Watson, which is it's obviously paying off. But a uh, great deal for Seattle, too. Uh, we, we talked about their offensive line back when the Titans played them. Uh, they were really bad. So uh, good news for Russell Wilson and that, that entire offense up there. Yeah, that's a huge upgrade for them. And, and, you know, that's a team that, 
you know, we all expect to, to make a deep run in the playoffs. So uh, Russell Wilson has to be thrilled with that deal. And then the other, the other move of note so far is that the 49ers traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. And when they did that, they released Brian Hoyer, <clears throat> excuse me, who, you know, if you go look at Brian Hoyer's stats, it's really amazing that he hasn't been able to stick somewhere. I mean, he, he's a he's a good quarterback when he when he has a chance. I mean, he's not a guy that you feel great about, not you know a franchise guy by any means. But he's a guy that's now available. I think he probably ends up in New England as the backup. But he's a guy that if I'm John Robinson, I'm already on the phone with his agent because I think he's absolutely an upgrade over Matt Castle, and it's it's a it's something Titans should be thinking about. Because, you know, Brian Hoyer this season has put up pretty good numbers. And if you look at last season when he was Chicago, um, he had four or five starts and threw for over 300 yards in all those starts. A guy that can come in and can be serviceable, you know, in a game if you need him in a pinch. And I think he absolutely, it, it, let's say the Titans had him as the backup instead of Matt Castle. I think they win that game in Miami. So, like I said, I, I think he probably ends up in New England as the backup of Tom Brady. But if I am John Robinson, I'm talking to his agent and trying to somehow sweeten the deal to get him to come here instead of going to New England. Uh, I'm totally with that. Uh, it was an interesting move. I think it said a lot about this upcoming quarterback class, um, it, being that the, the 49ers were probably going to pick in the top three. Uh, so they opted to just go ahead and make a deal for Garoppolo. And the interesting thing is that the Patriots make this move and now they've got one quarterback on the roster. So they've got to sign somebody. Uh, everybody's saying it's Hoyer. Uh, but if you're, again, like you were saying, if you're John Robinson, why not go offer him more? Uh, you've got the money to do it. You've got a clear need at backup. I mean, the team was basically said today that Marcus at 50% was better than than Castle at a 100%. I mean, if you read through what what Mark was saying, that that's what he was saying. So, I don't I don't want to hear that that Castle knows the offense. I mean, Hoyer can pick up the offense just fine. Uh, and, and it's not like Castle knowing the offense was his big asset down in Miami either. So, uh you've got a chance to get better. Uh I I personally would take it. Uh, at least make the call. Maybe maybe the deal with New England is being done as we speak. Uh, it probably is, but I, I'd at least go for it. Yeah, like you said, I mean, there, there is a certain um, whatever quality that, that's good about somebody knowing the offense. However, if the guy can't play, it doesn't matter how, how well he understands the offense. And that's what we saw. Yeah, I mean, that's what we saw when Matt Castle got in there. And, you know, in theory – Brian Hoyer doesn't have to play against the Ravens, right? How long would it take him to pick up an, uh, an offense? He, he's he's a he's a veteran NFL guy. He's been a bunch of different places. He had to pick up a bunch of different offenses. And it's interesting why he can't stick. And again, that's something we were talking about uh, before we went on here. But you know, he was the backup in New England for a few years early in his career. He's been with Arizona, Cleveland, Houston, Chicago, San Francisco over the last few years. So he's bounced around. I mean, he's that type of guy. He's a career backup. Um, but again, I would feel a lot better if, you know, Mario had to miss a week with Brian Hoyer under center than I do Matt Castle. Uh, so I don't know. I don't, I don't know what'll, what that'll, what'll play out there. Like I said, I think he probably ends up in New England. But if I'm John Robinson, I'm at least you know, making that call and trying to see if I can get something done before he ends up there. So I don't know. I don't know. It's something interesting that that'll, we can keep track of. But, you know, and we talked a little bit about this, and this is kind of not Titans-related, but 
the 49ers are obviously um, investing in Jimmy, in Jimmy Garoppolo at this point, right? I mean, uh, oh, there's, yeah. there's been speculation about whether they would take a quarterback early or, you know, if Shanahan wanted Kirk Cousins, which, I mean, I'd be surprised if the Redskins let him hit the market. But at the same time, they haven't committed to him long term yet to this point. So, um, but at this point, they're obviously, you know, this is the guy that they, they feel like they can build around for the future. Uh, so that, that, that'll be interesting to watch. And, you know, he's had limited time actually playing Garoppolo, that is. Um, but I don't know. It, it's just, you know, what how 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 good do you feel if you're if you're the Redskins about bringing this guy in when he's kind of unproven? You're basically saying at this point, right? This is our guy going forward. I mean, that, that's kind of how you have to read this deal. Um, I don't know. It's it, it feels like a pretty big leap of faith based off of what we've seen from Garoppolo. Not that it hasn't been good, but it's just been limited. Yeah, and, and maybe it's maybe John Lynch feels like it, it's a, the safer route, and you don't have to waste. Uh, on that way, but but use a top three pick on a quarterback class that's just really underperformed uh, to this point. You know, Josh Rosen, uh, Sam Darnold, even Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, they've all got holes in their game. So uh, none of those feel like a lock, slam dunk. Uh, so, you know, I kind of like the move for them in their situation. You know, C.J. Beathard is, is not the future. Uh, he, he's probably a career backup type, so uh, I kind of like that. You, you know, it, it, when GMs kind of when GMs take quarterbacks, it, it puts them on the clock. You know, so by doing this, maybe it uh, maybe it buys John Lynch some more time. You know, you're not you're not wasting that that top three pick on a bust. Uh, even if Garoppolo turns out to be bad, you're you're wasting the thirty third or 34th pick in, in the draft so uh, from a risk standpoint I, I like it a lot better than than shooting for one of these unproven quarterbacks coming out yeah and the, the 49ers have some pieces I mean Carlos Hyde, Carlos Hyde is pretty good uh you know Pierre Garçon is obviously a guy that's, that's had a good NFL career uh Marquise Goodwin has, has shown the flashes of being a, a big play guy um so they've, they've got some stuff there that you can build around so yeah now you can use that top five pick to draft something other than a quarterback to build that nucleus up. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a smart move on their part. And, you know, I think that we've seen how good of an offensive coach Kyle Shanahan is. So look at the drop-off that the Falcons have had from last year to this year. Um, so, I mean, I, I think you got to feel good about the head coach they had there and, and that kind of stuff. So, again, this is all not Titans-related. But it's just it, it's interesting uh, as we watch teams around the league and, and what they're doing. But as far as the Titans go, like I said, we won't we won't see anything now. They'll be off on Tuesday. They'll be back on the practice field on Wednesday. It'll be interesting to see guys like Corey Davis, Cyprian, uh, Demarco Murray. What what they say about them on on Wednesday as far as how they're they're able to practice. And, and really, I mean, those guys are all going to play. I mean, I think we feel pretty good about that. The, the The biggest question mark I think at this point is Lane Walker. Um, you know, and to see Malarkey said it's a pain management thing. At this point, which leads me to believe that he'll be out there, but that's that's the biggest thing question mark we have going forward. Um, you know, they need him out there. I mean, I, I think we feel good about Johnny Smith. I mean, he's he's looked good in, in the limited chances that he's gotten, but you still want to you still want to be at full strength. You still want to have Delaney out there because that gives them the full complement of weapons for the first time, really since the beginning of training camp. If you go back and look at the ups and the downs and the guys that have missed time, I guess in Oakland they had everybody. But that's really been the only time since camp started because, you know, you had Davis missing time in camp. You had Eric Decker missing time in camp. You had DeMarco Murray missing time in camp. So 
the only time that all those guys have been on the field really together at the same time was that Oakland game. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. It'll, it'll just be fun to see this offense that we spent so much time talking about this offseason on the field at full strength for really the first time. Yeah, Delaney's the one that I'm worried about. Uh, and I know he's kind of got this this tough guy thing to him. Uh, and you kind of get a feeling that he's going to play if it's a pain tolerance thing and if that's all it is. But uh, still, it it looked it looked bad uh, last week against the Browns, uh, the, the injury did. So uh, him not practicing today is not good. Um, but, you know, I don't think it, it's – it's obviously a huge deal. Delaney's one of the best players on the team. But still, you draft a guy in Jonu Smith who's more than capable uh, of stepping in, uh, I feel. Uh, maybe he doesn't have some of the nuances, some of the route running ability. Maybe he's not fully into the playbook uh, and not used to being that, that first tight end option um, and as well-versed into the blocking game. But still, it, it would be interesting to see Jonu kind of – take that role for a week if Delaney had to miss, and I hope he doesn't. But still, uh, John is an athletic piece, uh, and I'm really interested to see how he would perform in, in kind of a featured role. Yeah, absolutely. So, again, hopefully we won't have to, we won't have to worry about that at this point um, because we need Delaney, and I, I think that, you know, the offense is obviously better with him out there. But, Okay, so that's really it for tonight. Um, I, I think that we'll, like I said, we'll learn more on Wednesday when we see these, when we see them on the field and then when they actually have to give a practice report and, and distinguish guys as to what they did and all that stuff. So um, we'll keep an eye on that. Tomorrow I think we'll talk a little bit about this Titans-Ravens series history. Uh, Terry and I were talking a little bit about that before we came on tonight, and there, there's a lot that, that goes into this, and, and there have been a lot of players that play for both teams. Um, and a lot of like, and really it's been gut-wrenching losses for the Titans more so. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that tomorrow night, and I'm sure a lot of people that are listening to that remember some of that stuff. Um, but that, that'll, do, that'll pretty much do it for tonight. Is there anything before we get out? I think that pretty much covers it. All right, well, sounds good. So like I said, um, write and review the podcast, please, on iTunes. Leave your Twitter handle in the review for a chance to win a year-long subscription to PFF. Uh, Locked on Titans, we're here four days a week. Uh, check us out. Tell your friends about it. It'd be awesome. Spread the word, and, and we're trying to do our best to, to bring you quality content. Um, you know, like I said, four days a week. So uh, I'm on Twitter at jmorrismcm. Terry is at tlambertfb. Right from musiccitymiracles.com. So check that out. We'll have a lot more about this game and everything leading up to that. So for Terry, I'm Jimmy. Saying thanks for listening to Locked on Titans, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite NHL team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app, and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.